0: Well, good evening, Matt. I apologize that we're recording so late, but my daughter hates sleep almost as much as DeAndre Swift hates catching game winning touchdown passes.
1: Thank you. You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike. Good evening slash morning slash afternoon 2M football Friends with you this week is Matt
0: and Mike
1: and our good buddy over there at the other side of the state, Mike. Um, Mike, week one has concluded and I have to say it's been a week one.
0: It has definitely been a week one. That is very accurate. <laughs> um, I
1: if Football's back. Does it yeah. get more exciting?
0: It really doesn't. This is the best time of the year. Every team still has playoff aspirations. No one's mathematically eliminated yet, except maybe the Dolphins. I'm not sure if you can after one week, but moving oh, on. No.
1: There, there's teams that have that have a very tall ladder to climb.
0: For sure. But yeah, man, uh, what do you think of the games? What's your quick, what's your instant reaction? What's your one-word recap of week one? Football. That's good. That's even better than mine. I was just going to say,
1: yes. <laughs> it just It's football's back, baby. The aggravation and stress is back. <laughs> um, but let me ask you this one. Did you have a favorite moment? Favorite moment of week one?
0: I really did, and it was uh, for purely selfish reasons uh, and, and purely fantasy football related. So besides seeing Aaron Rodgers just party like it was 2011, which we'll get into a little bit more later, My single favorite moment was probably Juju Smith-Schuster's first touchdown because it elevated me to the win in fantasy football.
1: (laughs) So from a fantasy perspective, I like that. That was good. Um, And it made me aggravated because I had Juju last year who did nothing productive.
0: I know, I know. Felt bad for you. Um, Um, How about you? Did you have a favorite moment?
1: I did. And it actually involved Cincinnati. And, of course, for purely selfish reasons, I put a $5 bet on the Bengals game. Oh yeah. That Joe Burrow was going to have a rushing touchdown. And not only did he have one, his first official NFL touchdown was a rushing touchdown. And it netted me a whopping $50.
0: That's awesome. Good for you, man. And it was a crazy play too. It wasn't like a QB sneak from the one. It was a, I believe a 26 yard run,
1: 23 (laughs) yard rush.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable.
1: So it that right there is week one. Nice. Um, but we also have some other winners and uh, losers of week one between us, Michael.
0: Yeah. We've got, before we get to that really quick, we have a ton. Like you thought the week one preview show was packed. This show is even more packed given um, or e- exemplified by, as Matt, you mentioned to me before we started recording the copious amounts of notes <laughs> in our, in our show doc
1: for this. There week. are five pages of notes, people.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, and we'll get into all of our, all of our stuff our head-to-heads, our, our eliminator, our pigs can pick them, quickly update that, quickly recap the games, and quickly preview week two.
1: <laughs> we haven't even started yet, and you're still saying quickly.
0: It's because in my head I'm just realizing how fast we actually need to go.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's go. I'm waiting. your time timing. You're on the clock. Let's go. Seconds right, are ticking by. It's two-minute drill.
0: Let's jump. Yeah, two-minute drill. Let's jump right into the week one recap. And uh, I would say on the whole, yeah, football's back. We had a weird offseason but I think for the most part teams performed as we would have expected outside of three very notable examples and and there are three huge upsets this week and I want to ask you to pick which one you think was the most unlikely but uh the first of course being the Jaguars winning 27 to 20 over the Colts in uh, Philip Rivers Colts debut in uh, Minshew's first week one as the as a proclaimed starter. was starter.
1: magic in that game.
0: 19 out of 20 passes completed. Pretty awesome. Um, and that was a surprise. But I don't think that was quite as surprising to me as, as seeing the, the Washington football team in their first game with that name, Ron Rivera's first game uh, as their head coach, coming back from a 17-point deficit and beating the Eagles. 27-17 was the final in that one.
1: I didn't expect that Washington defense to look as good as it did. We knew Philly was going to struggle offensively due to their lack of offensive players.
0: And some and injuries out to Dallas line Goddard. Yep. Oh, I know you have a thing or two to say about Dallas Goddard.
1: He's officially replaced uh Jordan Howard on my on my on my flex play. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan Howard, for seven rushing yards and a single touchdown.
0: Yeah, that game was crazy because uh that wasn't the primary game I was watching, but I saw you know I was checking all the scores periodically. Like, okay, Eagles up seven nothing, ten nothing, seventeen nothing. That seems about right. But, but then he just saw that comeback.
1: And, yeah, when you uh, see Washington ten seventeen, fill you, you go. Hold on a second, is there a story brewing here?
0: Right. And I believe your uh, defensive rookie of the year pick, Chase Young, had an incredible debut. One and a half sacks. I uh,
1: sent you on Instagram. I actually sent you a link that was like he was like Pepsi's rookie defensive player pick for the week
0: nice yep
1: so i believe that's uh, the beginning candidate there for my rookie dpa
0: looking good after week one and then of course the other big upset was the arizona cardinals going into san francisco and uh taking down the nfc the, the reigning nfc champ san francisco 49ers
1: that game surprised me more than anything
0: yeah, <laughs> I
1: really thought the Forty Nineers defense was going to hold that Cardinal offense in check, and it was actually the other way around.
0: Yeah, and the the Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins connection, uh, it looks great. <laughs> the the like I kept
1: watching off of the side of our fantasy the live scoring updates, and it's just sack after hit after like incompletion on Jimmy G, and it's just like, what happened to that offense? Mm-hmm. Granted, they have no wide receivers
0: either right? Their top two guys were hurt, uh, Devo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I did just see some, uh, not exactly breaking news. As of a few hours ago, they did George sign uh, Mohamed Sanu. Oh. Which, uh, indicates that they don't, they're potentially not expecting to get either of those guys back in this. Exactly. Right. Uh, but George Kittle actually left that game, too, which is a, a big concern. And Jimmy's unknown week, too. Yeah. Jimmy G looked rough without, as, yeah, as we've outlined without all of his top weapons um but yeah those were the three biggest games that just had me like what
1: <laughs> absolutely everything else kind of fell where we thought the cards would lay
0: yeah and uh, that brings us nicely into our pigskin pick them updates um <laughs> i had uh, 13 not a 16 correct you had 11 the only ones where we oh right i forgot i almost I skipped skip my that, confession don't,
1: don't you dare skip that line <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so just to uh be completely transparent here in the show on uh, last week I had picked the Lions but then Sunday morning we heard that they'd be without their top receiver Kenny Galladay and also their top uh, rookie pick Jeff Okuda on the defensive backfield so I switched my pick from Lions to the Bears and that let me tell you I did not feel good about that for about three and a half quarters (laughs) I
1: told you I don't know why you listened to me when you when you made the switch But
0: Bears pulled it out. (laughs) So in uh,
1: reality, your score should be 12 to 11.
0: Well, I mean, if you look on the official, on the ESPN website.
1: (laughs) I Don't don't you rub the website in my face.
0: All right. But, yeah, we both had a pretty strong week one. 13 to 11, your Broncos and your Cowboys failed you, uh, which we'll get
1: into. Don't even get me started on that Cowboys game. That was a BS pass interference call.
0: (laughs) I actually agree with you. that and was on. that was on
1: Michael Gallup. That was not offensive pass interference. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys would have won that game.
0: We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying. Um, now I'm
1: mad. I hope you're happy.
0: That's then nothing brings me greater joy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. In the Eliminator Challenge, we both won in Week One. Uh, you with the Chiefs on opening Thursday night. A very comfortable victory, and me with the Chargers, not so comfortable, but a victory nonetheless. And
1: then while we're in there, did you make your pick for this week?
0: I sure did. I'm picking what I hope will be a safer option this week. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills over Miami, I believe. Are you you
1: kidding me right now?
0: Is that your pick too?
1: That was my pick.
0: (laughs) Great minds. Think alike.
1: I was waiting. I thought you were going to leave that blank. Great minds and nothing after that.
0: (laughs) All right. So we're going (laughs) to have the same record after week two in Eliminator.
1: (laughs) Um, Hopefully, after week two, we're going to have the same record too in FanDuel.
0: Oh, yeah. Because what happened there, Matt?
1: (laughs) Um, Cooper Cup and decided he wasn't going to be Goff's favorite target. (laughs) Although, my boy, my boy's leaving up to the height.
0: Which one? CEH, baby. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was good, as advertised.
1: You heard it here um, first, second, maybe 20th.
0: <laughs> 20th. I mean, you've been talking him up since we did our mock draft. You took him fourth overall there. Uh, you did the same in our our real draft for our redraft league. Uh, but I have that slated for later in the show, Matt. I don't know if you read my notes. I don't know. if Maybe you didn't make it all the way to the bottom of page five. <laughs> <laughs> I died halfway through. <laughs> all right. So very quickly, we're gonna go through let's go through all the week one games, point out any of our um prove it player picks that had an especially notable performance. hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and uh and yeah, so we'll do that really quick. And I just realized I forgot to start my stopwatch. I was gonna try to keep us on schedule. Oh well. <laughs> well, you failed already. <laughs> so first game. Um Seattle, and I don't know what order this is in. But I don't know, but
1: what's hilarious is in your notes you have the Ravens are still the Ravens, and then you start talking about Seattle.
0: You know what? Uh, yeah, ignore that first part. Seattle and Atlanta, first game on the docket here. Seattle won 38-25 in Atlanta, and it really wasn't this close. Um, Wilson had an almost perfect day with as many touchdowns as he had incomplete passes, which was four each.
1: How about Matt Ryan?
0: Yeah, in defeat, a big game monster game for him as well.
1: Leading the NFL quarterbacks in passing yards, week 1, Matt Ryan with 450 passing yards, three 100 100-yard 100 wide receivers. Like there's yep. got to be very few on that list that have done that. Definitely. But Matt Ryan was my prove it player, so it was really nice to see him even though they lost to come out strong and to show the league he's still he's still he's still a threat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The
1: defense just makes me nervous giving up four touchdowns.
0: Oh, for Seattle. Yeah, or no, Atlanta. Yeah,
1: yeah. Atlanta's defense giving up four touchdowns to Russell Wilson. Like you're not going to win. You throw for 450 yards and you still lose a game.
0: Right <laughs> by two scores. Still, yeah, that's not great. Um, but but Ryan looked good, as you said. Uh, let's see. Gurley made his Atlanta debut in that game too. He was fine. Averaged four yards a carry, 58 total yards and a rushing touchdown.
1: He did more than Jordan Howard.
0: <laughs> he sure did. Low bar there, though. Uh, <laughs> next up, Cleveland got absolutely dominated by the Ravens, 38-6. Uh, to six. And uh, who, let's see.
1: Who preached Mark Andrews?
0: Yeah, that's another call that you were very, very right about. <laughs> and, uh, of course, as you might imagine, with the Browns only scoring six, Odell Beckham Jr. didn't do a whole lot. He, did, he was targeted 10 times, but only caught three of those for 22 yards and <laughs> He almost, uh, I have in my notes here, he almost equaled that reception yardage in penalties because he had a face mask on him, which is, of course, a 15-yard penalty. Oh, nice. uh, There
1: you go. That's a nice way to wipe that out.
0: Yeah, right. He had some drops. Baker had some bad throws. They were totally not on the same page. Um, And actually, Baker Mayfield had a quote today saying how he can't force the ball to Beckham. So. I don't know if necessarily big things are going to correct themselves soon for them. He's got
1: to spread it out to his backs in the Landry. He's got to get Landry involved.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, But, yeah, we don't have to talk too much about that game.
1: We don't really have to talk too much about the next game either.
0: Nope. Nope, we don't. The Bills took care of business at home against the Jets, 27-17. And, uh, yeah, Josh Allen had a monster day with 300 passing yards, 50 rushing yards, three total touchdowns. It's like
1: 28-and-a-half and fantasy points that he got netted with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a what a game for him. I think that's got to be one of his best passing days of his career. He hasn't he hit three of the
1: accurate, times. too. I was rather impressed with his accuracy of his throws.
0: And Yeah, and, and Bolt's defined. It's like he
1: listened to me, and he's like, I'm going to shut this guy up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. He was tired of hearing your crap all off season. <laughs> but, yeah, he got uh, Stefan Diggs and John Brown both had good games. Yeah. Um, on the other side of that, rough day for the Jets, especially on offense. And they've already lost Le'Veon Bell to a hamstring injury. <laughs> He's been going. I accidentally
1: short. misread that the first time. I thought it said Le'Veon Bell hurt his tummy. Hang <laughs> like, on, oh, so we got a tummy ache. But no, no, that's his hammy. So that's we're going.
0: hammy and, and his feelings a little bit. But, uh, yeah, not many takeaways from that game. Bills look good. Jets look bad. Next up, the Raiders were in Carolina and they won what turned into a shootout, surprisingly. I'm not surprised the Raiders put up points. I'm a little surprised Carolina put up 30 in Bridgewater's debut. Um, but Raiders took it 34 to 30.
1: More impressed was the fact that Carr threw downfield.
0: He looked good. Uh, rugs had and he got rugs involved early. He had three for three catches for fifty-five yards before uh, leaving with an injury and i don't think he came back so we're gonna have to take a look at that i'm Obviously. gonna have
1: to look more into that i didn't get a chance to because he was out so early so it just allowed me time to kind of look at my other guys here but i lost a few people this week
0: yeah i lost them before the game you lost them during the games
1: <laughs> yeah we're doing well we're gonna have nothing to talk about in the coming episodes everyone's just gonna be on ir
0: <laughs> next up chicago at detroit uh Trubisky yes. looked- exactly the same as he did last year for about three and a half quarters before they mounted it epic comeback down from that uh,
1: fourth quarter play was stellar
0: oh he was great he was he was dropping dimes in the end zone for all his touchdown passes were uh none of them were really easy i would say he had to get it over a defender or hit his receiver in stride uh small windows and he looked good
1: And I had a couple of notes because Tariq Cohen is actually one of my Prove-It players for Chicago. And um, I put down notes. First quarter, you saw him great speed burst with a 19-yard pickup. Um, What I didn't like was on the first Detroit putt, he was back there as a kick returner, and he Hmm. didn't wave a fair catch. Instead, he just took this massive hit. Ah. And It's things like that where it's like you can't have somebody taking those kinds of unnecessary hits. He's not a big dude. No. Um, by the third quarter, he dwindled in, like, production. And by fourth quarter, I don't think he was mentioned once.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, David Montgomery did play this game. It looked like he was going to miss with that groin injury, but uh, I guess he was fine, and that definitely cut into the workload that I think Cohen was in line to receive.
1: Yeah, they need to get Cohen more involved as a gadget player on the offense in the passing game, though. They need to utilize that speed burst in that smaller frame. mm get him up behind the backers in between the safeties and give him some space, catch him in a zone coverage, and he's gone.
0: And those are usually nice, easy completions for the quarterback, too, help build confidence early in a game.
1: Dump him out into the flat and let him get yak.
0: Yep. Uh, But Bears come away with the win regardless, which was a big game for Mitch Trubisky. Next up here, Colts went into Jacksonville. Heavy favorites, despite being on the road, but – we talked about it in the offseason. Is how is Rivers going to play in the fourth quarter? Because that's something he's always had issues with.
1: I feel like this goes to prove it's not Anthony Lynn's fault.
0: Right. Yeah, because sure enough, with about four minutes left in this game, and they were still only down by four at that point, um, they were driving, and Rivers threw a, just a terrible interception where he would stare down his receiver the whole time. But uh, speaking of your proven players, I believe C.J. Henderson actually picked off a pass in this game too.
1: I believe that was him who did it i didn't get a chance to see i only have notes on a few players because like i said i suffered injuries during the game which was not fun
0: right um and then like we talked about before Minshew had a pretty good game uh only one incompletion.
1: pretty good game
0: like 19 out of 20 Just 173 yards, but three touchdowns. And, oh, yeah, because I actually watched this game to see. The one incompletion. I would argue, was a drop pass. (laughs) So let's give Minshew a perfect grade for this game. Um, And he rushed for 19 yards, too. It was a lot of dink and dunk. You know, like, by design, he wasn't pushing the ball down the field. But that being said, this is a good Colts defense, and he uh, picked him apart a little bit. So happy with what I saw from him in week one. Uh, Also happy with this next result. The Packers went into Minnesota and <laughs> hung up 43 points on the Vikings defense. Go Pack, go. Yeah, Rodgers looked like vintage, uh, vintage Rodgers from like the Super Bowl year, and he got all three of his receivers involved. Uh, Devontae Adams, of course, had, I believe, 14 catches, a couple of touchdowns.
1: He was, uh, the, he was in our league. I know he put up the most fantasy points. For a yeah. single player, it was like what, 34 fantasy 30, points?
0: Yep, away. 36. Yeah, because he had 14, 15 catches, like 150 yards or something, and two touchdowns. It was crazy. MVS um, scored and uh, had almost 100 yards. And also, my private player, Alan Lazard, got involved.
1: Lizard man. <laughs> yeah,
0: because uh, I was wondering after all the camp buzz was about MVS and not Lazard. Who was going to be the number two receiver? And they pretty much rotated. It was what I saw. When there were three receivers on the field, of course, it was both of them. When there was only two, it was Adams and either or. It seemed like they were alternated series. Uh, but yeah, they both caught a touchdown pass. And they actually gave it to uh, Lazard on a couple end arounds, too, a couple of wide receiver handoffs out of the backfield that were successful. So that was good to see, too. They want to get him involved in the offense.
1: And it's just a change of pace from this Green Bay offense that's kind of gotten stagnant the past few years.
0: Yeah, and that doesn't seem like Rodgers throwing the ball 45 times is their MO anymore, but he did it here, and it was – boy, was it fun to watch. It's going to be a long
1: year for the Vikings at this
0: rate. Oof. <laughs> their, uh, their young cornerbacks were exposed <laughs> in a big way. There's only so much uh, their safeties can do to help when uh, when the – Corners are getting beat routinely.
1: But, you know, it's just – it's week one. That's what I'm going to keep telling myself. It's week one. Everyone got their first full taste of NFL combat, and I feel like week two should be the start of adjustment week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I noticed that when I was making my picks for the week that it was much harder than week one was. <laughs> it was a lot more. Like, ooh, I don't know.
1: No, I uh, flipped through my picks.
0: Interesting. We'll see how that goes for us. Next game up here, uh, Miami at New England. Cam Newton's first game. Okay, uh, we're not
1: going to get look. <clears throat> we're not going to look too much in this. It's freaking Miami.
0: No, <laughs> no. And <clears throat> Newton only attempted nineteen passes. He ran fifteen times for comparison and scored twice on the ground,
1: which we expected.
0: Yep, uh, he did get Nikhil Harry involved a bit. My favorite player. He was banged up coming in, questionable, but he did play. Uh, caught right. five out of six targets, which was second only to Julian Edelman. And uh, only for 39 yards, so no big plays. He almost scored. It was one of those where he was diving for the pylon and fumbled it out the back of the end zone for a touchback.
1: So proud of him.
0: You hate to see it.
1: <laughs> um, I do want to point out that one of my prove it players also got a touchdown.
0: That's right, Sony Michelle.
1: So when Michelle would actually played, didn't do a ton, but that goal line stance, I hope to see him utilized a bit more. What makes me nervous is these 15 rushing attempts by Newton. Right. I feel like none of the running backs are going to have, like, goal-to-go touches very often.
0: Yeah, Newton will definitely vulture a lot of those, too, just in this game.
1: <laughs> so, But the fact is, Michelle played. So that's something I get to look forward to next week.
0: Yep. Next I team. was
1: worried he was going to take like three snaps and get hurt. So I was like, I'm not going to put too much into this. And I saw a Michelle touchdown and I went, well, <laughs> you'll like to see it.
0: You sure do. You also like to see rushing touchdowns if you're the Washington football team and those touchdowns are scored by Peyton Barber. Sorry, that was a stretch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a good segue. I approve.
0: Thanks. Uh, but yeah, like we already referenced, they were uh, at home for their week one matchup with the division rival Eagles. Uh, Eagles took a lead at the beginning of the game, but then um, then Chase Young kind of took over the game. As a team, the, the Washington had eight sacks, one and a half of those to Chase Young.
1: I just have to say, if this game is an indicator of the, if the way this team is going to come together, Ron Rivera has won Coach of the Year already.
0: Yeah. Right. This that this
1: team came down. out and when they could have rolled over seventeen nothing and everyone figured here we go another one right. Washington. Yep. Instead they clawed for every yard and went back to demolish the Eagles. This isn't just like a twenty to seventeen, a full ten points, a two score game.
0: Right, and they held them scoreless the entire second half. Force three uh, Carson Wentz turnovers, two interceptions, and a fumble. It was really their front, Washington's front seven really dominated this game. And that. He's
1: young all the way.
0: Yep. And that impacted Boston Scott, my prove it player, who actually got the, I'll say the co start um, with Miles Sanders surprisingly missing this game. Uh, but he did not look good, he was uh, held in check and just really quickly Darius slay on the other side the Eagles new cornerback he was actually matched up on uh Terry McLaurin the whole game he followed him both sides of the field um even into the slot and McLaurin had a okay game he caught 5 out of his 7 targets for 61 yards no touchdowns uh so
1: i would argue slay was effective at keeping yeah. that passing game in
0: check he kept things in front of him um Yeah, did did his job. (laughs) Nothing super flashy, but he didn't allow the big play, and that's what McLaurin was kind of known for last year. So I'll I'll give him a a passing grade for this week.
1: Very generous of you. (laughs) I love your last line that you put for this next team matchup. Yeah, this was uh, week two hosting the Chiefs. So.
0: (laughs) <laughs> this, In reference to the LA chargers who, uh, this is
1: the one with Austin Eckler. I got that one. Yes.
0: Yes. So what were you saying about Eckler? <laughs>
1: uh, other than I was really upset in the second round, I did not get him as hmm. my RB two. And after this week, I was really happy. He was not my RB two. <laughs> I will take Chris Carson.
0: <laughs> I know you will. I don't know if the, uh, if the Bengals are better than we expected, or if the Chargers just have a lot to figure out on offense, because they looked bad. <laughs> they won they won the game just barely by a score of sixteen to thirteen, which a little uh, you, close for comfort. You expected to put up a few more points than that against the Bengals. The defense was good. I'll give them credit for that. Yeah, we, Bosa. Bosa had a monster fantasy day too for, for us in our dynasty league, so that was cool. You're welcome. Uh, but But let me me just break down what happened at the end of this game, though, because it was wild. So Bengals were down 16-13. But Burrow looked good in his debut. He had the rushing touchdown you mentioned, and he was moving the ball. Uh, Like we mentioned before, the Bengals have a pretty deep uh, receiving core. They've got good weapons for him to throw the ball to, and they were driving at the end of the game down by just three. And they got inside the 15-yard line. Burrow actually hit green in the end zone on like a – out route, but they called a offensive pass interference on Green. He had pushed off the defender, and this one I'm going to say this is one I'm going to say was legit. We'll get to the one on Michael Gallup. I think this one was legitimate because you saw the cornerback you saw the cornerback uh, kind of stumble backwards after the contact was made, and that was what allowed Green to get the separation and make the catch. So I appreciated this being called, and not only because I'm rooting for the Chargers this year. I thought it was legitimate, and but then so they, you know that was third down. They still are well within field goal range, but their kicker, Randy Bullock, misses their game tying thirty one yard field goal. That's not much farther than an extra point as time Don't expires. Even get
1: started on kicking issues.
0: I know, and it was crazy. And then he, he seemed to get injured on the play. But then later on Twitter, he seemed to get confused about which leg was injured. So, he,
1: so oh, awesome. that's just what you want. Your kicker. I hurt my leg. Which one? My leg. <laughs> it
0: was just a crazy end of this game.
1: Oh, like you have two legs. Oh, crap. That's right. Um, this one.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, the Chargers won. They're 1-0, uh, but it's hard to take anything away. <laughs> there, there aren't a lot of positives, especially on offense.
1: You won this by the skin of your teeth.
0: I know. <laughs> and that's why I have uh, the last bullet point here. Week two, they host the Chiefs. So how and do you think that is
1: going down go? as a 1-1 record?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, all right, got to speed up. I have a feeling we've taken a long time already. <laughs> but you keep talking about the Chargers. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Brady the, and the most Brady. watched
1: game, mid-game in NFL, Sunday NFL history. Oh, yeah? I saw some type of stat on Twitter that said it had more views than, than the last Super Bowl.
0: Wow. I mean, this was a Super Bowl caliber matchup here between Brady and Breeze.
1: The most accomplished versus the most prolific passer, although he did not I disagree with your assessment, at least at the first half, the Saints did not look like they were gonna have much traction going. They looked very rusty at the first half.
0: That's true. They really didn't uh they didn't get much done on offense, really. If you look at the like the yardage totals and stuff, part of that's due to the, the turnovers. They picked off Brady twice, once returning it for a touchdown. And and they have some bad news actually coming out of this game too, is that uh Michael Thomas is gonna miss a few weeks with a high ankle sprain.
1: For those so, of you who played Thomas in the next few weeks, hats off to you,
0: right. <laughs> Yeah,
1: you have Thomas on your fantasy
0: good luck cruising the waiver wire. but yeah, uh, Brady didn't look that great either. He, he looked fine, but there were definitely moments where you had where you could tell that he didn't have enough quite enough reps with his receivers.
1: This is where I'll go back to the point on two. I think Godwin's going to have a bigger year. he seemed to favor if any of them, Chris Godwin.
0: Yeah, Chris Godwin and uh, fantasy sleeper Scotty Miller actually caught, I think, five balls for 70 yards in this game. Um, but, yeah, Saints got the win pretty pretty easily, 34-23. Uh, moving on. Arizona at San Francisco. We, kind of, we already Another talked one about that it.
1: that you squeaked by.
0: Oh, I know. This is crazy. <laughs> the Arizona 24, San Francisco 20. Arizona played really well. I mean, they got a blocked punt that helped them, but I'm going to – put this win mostly on the back of Kyler Murray because he had 151 yards passing just to DeAndre Hopkins. He had 91 rushing yards, but the defense and special teams came up big two with a blocked punt. It in San Francisco territory, led to a quick touchdown. They put uh, G
1: on his back a bunch.
0: They did. They did, yeah. Um, they sacked him three times. They had a lot more pressures and hits than that. And they stuffed Raheem Mozart on the goal line on a fourth down uh, attempt, a fourth and goal attempt for San Francisco. And they just, they looked good. I was impressed. Like I thought they'd be good. They were my other playoff sleeper, but I didn't necessarily think they'd come in week one. I mean, I didn't pick them. <laughs> I didn't think they'd come in week one and beat the uh, Niners. So this was impressive. Uh, but on the Niners side, they got to get their receivers back for Jimmy G. And it's going
1: to be interesting seeing how they play against the upset of the Washington football team week two.
0: Yes, Arizona's week two uh, opponent.
1: All right, let's just get this painful one out of the way.
0: Dallas at LA the Sunday night game. LA hangs on for the win, twenty to seventeen, a really really fun game. But um, but yeah, towards the end, Cowboys were making one last attempt through a deep ball, uh, Dak to Michael Gallagher. They would have
1: gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those pesky refs and their phantom OPI calls and
0: then meddling Jalen Ramsey and his good acting. <laughs> you could see, you could tell in the replay, uh, that he totally he sold definitely, out. yeah, flailed out his arms a bit more than he probably needed to. And this one I don't think should have been called. This just looked like what you what they. Referred to as just classic hand fighting between both of them, the receiver and the defender.
1: His hand was resting on his numbers. There was no push. There was no shove. There was no arm grappling. There was nothing. <laughs> um, and, but this game hurt for me in two ways. First of all, my Cowboys lost. Yeah. I mean, it's They're my Cowboys now? I don't even like the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> you picked them as your sleeper, thereby adopting the team. Congratulations.
1: I'll take my Broncos still over the Cowboys.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, but Van Der Esch is out for the foreseeable future.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, collarbone, right?
1: He had, and I put down quarter one. I watched really good interior run defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then early Q two, he went to the locker room, and the second he left, the Rams' run game up the middle got way more efficient. Mm. And then I had nothing after that because he got ruled out mid mid Q two. Yeah. Um, and he's gonna miss. I don't remember if it was three to six weeks or three to six months because I don't know if he has to have surgery on his collarbone.
0: Yeah, I think what I saw was six to eight weeks, which would put it right in that two-month range.
1: So, not happy about that. Really yeah. do not help my candidate for defensive player on the year if you're not playing.
0: They also lost uh, Blake Jarwin, their breakout tight end candidate, to an ACL. Yeah, I'm not feeling too good
1: about their TE2. Yeah,
0: he – it was he not a lot of passes. Was not expecting to be, yeah, have the ball thrown to him. <laughs>
1: He's, oh, do what? I got to catch
0: yeah. We're moving on to the Monday night doubleheader. First game was Pittsburgh at the giants. Mike, you saw more of this game than I got
1: to see. Cause I had this thing called a job.
0: What's that? Um, oh, I did. Um, and I was watching. That's and I funny. have a
1: stat that I just want you, I want you to let the stat sink in for a second. Okay. Okay. Saquon Barkley. Yes. Six rushing yards. Okay. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger, nine rushing yards.
0: (laughs) Well, there you have it. I guess Roethlisberger is a better runner than Saquon Barkley. (laughs) 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 The numbers don't lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's in the stats.
0: Yeah. I mean, this uh, Steelers defense looked incredible. Uh, Big Ben, so not so becomes,
1: are the Giants that bad, or was the Steelers defense just as it's always been that the, the steel curtains coming back?
0: I'm going to give most of the credit to the Steelers defense, I think, because I do think the Giants are better than this. Um, but Bud Dupree and TJ Watt, awesome. Watt had an interception. Layton
1: was a monster. Who? Darius Slayton.
0: Oh yeah, he was the Giants receiver you wanted in this one.
1: And I have him, just didn't start him, because I started Jordan Howard like an idiot.
0: <laughs> he still won. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's not much more to say about this one. Pittsburgh won. I don't think we had any perfect players. <clears throat> and then the final game of the week, Tennessee uh, at Denver. <laughs> Steven Goskowski missed four kicks in this game. I don't think there was a season in New England where he missed four kicks in a season. I felt bad for the guy.
1: Yeah, like, I actually don't feel bad for kickers, but I literally felt pain for
0: Goskowski. It could have been worse because he did hit the game winner right at the end. I, mean, I guess
1: is it, you can miss them all except the most important one. Yeah,
0: But uh, Tennessee managed to win the game 16-14 um, despite, I thought, Denver looked good. Drew Locke looked good. Um, I thought he looked really comfortable, confident.
1: And that was without Sutton. Cortland Sutton was out.
0: Right. Yeah. And no, then,
1: unfortunately, Phil Lindsay's is going to be gone for a while, too.
0: Yeah. A lot of injuries.
1: But how about Jerry Judy?
0: Okay. Sure. We'll talk about Judy first. He looked awesome. He was running. Which was the reports out of camp, too, right? He was shaking defenders out of their boots with his routes.
1: I It has been a long time since I've seen routes as crisp and as, cl- like, the way he t- cuts mm-hmm. is just, he's going to be a star.
0: Yeah, definitely. Another budding star on that offense, Noah Fant. Uh, my proven player had a huge game. He led the team, actually, in <laughs> receptions. Uh, and yards, I think, with five catches, eighty-one yards and a touchdown. And Fant just looked explosive and fast, even better than last year. I think him and Locke are going to do big things. I hope so.
1: They're going to be. They're going to be going to the postseason.
0: <laughs> uh, Vic Beasley did not play. <laughs> there we go,
1: <laughs> and that's it. All right,
0: that's all the that week one. Let's take a quick breath. <laughs> And jump into our week two preview. Starting with Thursday Night Football. The 0-1 Bengals. The 0-1 Bengals visiting the 0-1 Browns.
1: Wow. A battle of the losers.
0: (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, we've got...
1: Mixon going to be great. Miles Garrett going to try to take on that Bengals offense. While Beckham's critical to the Browns offense, they need to get their other weapons involved.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the Browns bounce back from what what the Ravens did to them in week one.
1: (laughs) We don't want to talk about what they did to them.
0: (laughs) It was illegal in some states. (laughs) Not not Maryland, obviously. (laughs) Is it Uh, like the
1: new Vegas? Whatever happens in Baltimore (laughs) stays in Baltimore?
0: (laughs) Yeah. The camera crew wasn't supposed to even film it. It was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I uh, I am picking the Browns to win this one. Get back on track. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel great about it.
1: <laughs> you hate when I do that because I have the
0: bangles. When it's all in my head, nobody questions the decisions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you
0: kind of yeah, like I when talk you, you. there.
1: Well, I can't talk too much crap, but like when initially you picked Arizona as a sleeper and then you text me afterwards how much you were upset.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I mean, your words can hurt people. You need to know that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You have to have a soul to care, and that it dies is. at the beginning of week one.
0: <laughs> Looking forward to that AFC North divisional matchup there, and uh, to also see Joe Burrow, of course. Uh, his first uh, time off between games is a short week, going from playing Sunday to the Thursday night, so we'll see how that goes for him. Next game, going into the Sunday noon games, Giants at Bears. Giants, of course, 0-1, Bears 1-0. We'll see what kind of role Tariq Cohen has this week.
1: Thomas looked good. He kept kept Jones upright most of the time, so I have not much to say on him. I mean, it's hard to grade tackles unless you watch him blatantly get driven back. Right. But it's going to be interesting to see how he fares against this uh, Khalil Mack rush.
0: And this is one of those where I don't know what to believe from week one. Like, do I believe that Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback who started the game, you know, completing fifty percent of his passes and almost getting picked off, or is he the quarterback who ended the game? through three touchdowns, including a game winner.
1: The bigger question is who's got the more reliable defense. And for that, I'm taking the bears.
0: I agree with you that the bears have the better defense. um, But I think the giants offense is much better than what they showed this week. And I am picking the giants to win this game.
1: Excellent. I like when we get some more
0: diversity in this. (laughs) This is what I mean. I don't feel great about either of these picks, but uh, there we go. I made them.
1: Yeah. No more going back
0: unless they're late breaking injuries. All right next up we got Rams one and at the and one Eagles. hopefully this
1: one uh this one is a little bit more interesting, but I have a feeling we're gonna see similar results
0: um, um but yeah, Rams at Eagles, I feel like on on paper this looks like it should be a really interesting matchup, but given how bad the Eagles looked in week one, you, <laughs> you gotta wonder um, but we'll just,
1: see. their offense makes me nervous. they don't have what they need to succeed on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Right, they're not going to have Austin on Jeffrey for a while still. I don't know about their offensive line. They missed several starters in week one. Um, We're going to watch Carson Wentz get injured. Don't you say that. He is the, the glue that holds my fantasy to team together.
1: You know what? No, you need to feel my pain from last year, <laughs> considering you rubbed it in my face with your I weekly know. recap. I know, I know, I know. Oh for those of you who don't know, Mike tried to turn my – my week one victory, you know, is Cinderella story, but I think he secretly enjoyed it. I had lost 25 consecutive games in a
0: row. <laughs> it's unbelievable, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yet, in week one, you easily beat our defending champion.
1: <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going to count that down to pure luck because I, I was starting to get nervous.
0: Um, but yeah, anyway, we'll see if Miles Sanders comes back to play for the Eagles. Otherwise, it'll be Boston Scott again. Uh, Darius Slay, I'm guessing, will be on Robert Woods, or maybe he'll cover some combination of Woods and Cup. It'll be interesting to watch because uh, – the-
1: uh, We need Robert Woods to get an injury bug for my fantasy team. Thank you very much.
0: Those are both tough assignments. Um, and then Higby, your guy, could be in for a big game because I believe the other tight end on the Rams, Gerald Everett, left that game with an injury.
1: It's Even with a tight end down, what makes me nervous is clearly week one, Woods was – uh, golf's go-to guy
0: yeah yeah sure was
1: so if if even if it just winds up being woods cup and higby if woods is getting the the targets then nobody else really matters
0: and i am taking the rams to win this one i am as well all right finally we agree on one falcons oh, yeah. and cowboys both teams zero and one Looking for that first victory. Um, no Vander for you, like you mentioned, uh, but Matt Ryan. Hashtag sad face. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt Ryan looking to keep the momentum going. Who do you got? I have, sorry, I'm trying to load it again. Oh, oh Cowboys for sure.
1: Okay, I have the Cowboys as well. All right, cool. I feel like the next one is going to be a little bit more of the same, but proceed. All right.
0: Panthers and Bucks, a battle of winless teams in the NFC South. Uh, we got Curtis Samuel, who I forgot to mention. He didn't do too much in week one. He had five catches, uh, but only for 38 yards on eight targets. Um, and actually, Robbie Anderson was on the field more than him. And so Samuel kind of looked more like That
1: him. was the guy from the Jets.
0: That's right. He was on the Jets, but now he's on the Panthers. Wow! And uh, Antoine Winfield had a pretty quiet debut—just three tackles. Not much else going on against New Orleans. So with that, the all question. Off, oh, go ahead. Nope, finish. I was going to just make my pick, but yeah, if you got something else to say, let's hear it.
1: The question we're going to see is: Does Brady and the offense start clicking?
0: I say yes, and I say the Bucks win. I also have the Bucks to take the
1: game. All right! All right! All right! All right! All right!
0: And uh, that brings us to uh, another battle of winless teams. The 49ers travel to New York to take on the Jets. J-E-T-S,
1: not gonna win.
0: (laughs) Right with you. And this should be another huge game for uh, Raheem Mostert and probably for Nick Bosa, too. He's going to get after uh, Darnold.
1: Easily, the way the way that offense is playing, and now with Le'Veon Bell down, you know, do they really have a run game that they can default to and if the air correct. attack is faltering? But okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be messy.
0: Don't you besmirch the ageless wonder of Frank Gore?
1: <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Gore had like seventy-five rushing yards and two
0: rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Just watch. Um, but yeah, Niners are gonna win. Uh, Broncos at Steelers.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a pretty
0: good one. Um, Steelers, I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: like I want to pick the Broncos as a long shot, but it's not
0: smart. <laughs> I mean, I picked the Steelers, but I'll tell you, I don't feel great about it. Broncos looked pretty good in week one.
1: Yeah, but okay, let me ask you this question then. Okay. Broncos offense versus Giants offense. I
0: think the Giants are
1: better. And yet, the abysmal performance by that powerhouse defense.
0: True. True.
1: Steelers. I have to take, for sake of dignity and the fact that we bet and we hold competitions competitively, I have to take the Steelers as the logical choice defensively. Wow. Not to mention, it took, what, one, one, one series for Roethlisberger to get back in a groove?
0: Yeah yeah he he looked uh pretty pretty sharp by the end of that game.
1: I don't know like, if we're gonna see many you know more nine yard rushes out of him, but
0: <laughs> well, okay, let me ask you a question now. will Ben Roethlisberger outrush Malvin Gordon <laughs> in this game?
1: I wanna say on the record no, however, if the Steelers defense is as stout as Tennessee's was,
0: maybe. What if after two games, Roethlisberger has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley and Melvin Gordon combined?
1: Okay, that's not happening because <laughs> Saquon should go off this week, All at right. least on more than a six yard run. Yeah,
0: I agree with you there. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. This is going to be a really interesting matchup for Noah Fant um, going against, a, I think, a better defense. And not that, that, I mean, Titans are no slouches, but I think the Steelers are better. And so we're going to see how he does in week two against a stiffer competition.
1: Chubb against that offensive line for the Steelers should make an interesting play. They had some issues.
0: I I think the Steelers lost one of their starting tackles for the season in that game. So Chubb could feast. We'll see. Jaguars at Titans. Two 1-0 teams, surprisingly.
1: Someone's got to (laughs) lose.
0: We'll see if Vic Beasley... It's healthy. I don't Is he going to
1: show up yet?
0: I don't know. He's there, I think. He's in the building. <laughs> spending all his time in the rehab room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got a lot of proven players in this game.
1: Minshew Magic 2.0.
0: Yeah, our quarterback's going head-to-head. Minshew against your guy, Tannehill.
1: Tannehill made me nervous, not going to lie. That offense clearly showed that they struggled to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, um, however, fantasy wise, Corey Davis could be a sneaky pickup. I'm pretty happy with his draft in my roster.
0: i fourth year breakout.
1: <laughs> hey, it takes players a little while sometimes, yeah. but uh, don't forget Corey Davis also didn't have Tannehill all those years.
0: That's true. He had Mariota. Tannehill is looking pretty good. Um, but he might be going up against CJ Henderson, who had a really impressive debut against the Colts last week. I'm taking the Titans. Titans are going to win.
1: Okay, Titans two and zero. Jacksonville one and one. After this,
0: agreed. Lions of Packers.
1: Okay, now I got to look smart again.
0: Again, like <laughs> uh, we talked about, the Packers' offense <laughs> exploded in Week One against Minnesota. Uh, I think they do the same here at home against uh, the Detroit. We'll see if Jeff Okuda actually plays because he ended up missing Week One. Uh, with even
1: if he plays, I have the Packers down
0: to take this. Yeah. I'm sorry, Detroit. Agreed. This is not one that I'll be switching last minute, unless you know, if Rodgers gets benched or something. <laughs> and once
1: again, all right uh, for for the end of the morning noon slate.
0: Actually, there's two more.
1: Oh, there it is. Your notes suck. Well, <laughs> I don't even count the next one. Okay. Okay.
0: Bills are beating the Dolphins. All, all right
1: on to the next one because i can't even rate prove it players when they're playing against the dolphins you know what i mean sure. like if you don't get a tackle one tackle against this dolphins offense you don't deserve to play i could get a tackle against the dolphins offense just give oj howard the ball he's going to run about half a yard and they're going to tackle him
0: you mean jordan howard <laughs> what would i say oj jesus uh, christ i'm done i'm done I'm so, no, it's my, fault. my fault we're doing this at 1030 at night. <laughs> I just feel bad for our editor who has to stay up even later putting this show together.
1: <laughs> All right, so you're right. There is one more, and this one will be oh, <laughs> way more interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm actually really excited about this game. Vikings at Colts, both 0-1. No Prover players, but this is a really interesting matchup. Can
1: Philip Rivers not throw a game-ending interception? Only question I have. Only question I have.
0: It's really the only question that matters. (laughs) I say he doesn't do that two weeks in a row, and I'm picking the Colts at home to win this.
1: I'm picking the Vikings to take the Colts.
0: Oh, man. We are switching it up this week. I like it. I
1: have more confidence right now in the Vikings offense than I do in the Colts offense, simply because when it comes down to close games, Rivers has this really bad habit.
0: You're right, but the Vikings corners look so overmatched by uh, Green Bay. I think T.Y. Hilton's going to have a huge game, and if they can build a big enough lead that that they don't have to even ask Rivers to throw in the fourth quarter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just bench Rivers in the fourth.
0: Right, and <laughs> bring out Brissett. Maybe they can win it. <laughs> Time to break out the brisket. <laughs> it's like meat's back on the menu boys <laughs> put the vegetables away <laughs> afternoon slate of games we got a surprisingly intriguing washington football team at the cardinals <laughs> can they repeat that's such a fascinating question we're probably going to see another tough matchup for terry mclaurin and my proven player patrick peterson very much looking forward to that matchup I think
1: it's going to be an offensive shootout, if you want me to be honest.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Kyler Murray is able to deal with this uh, dominant front seven. of uh, Chase Young. Yeah.
1: Have another sack and a half, two sacks on him.
0: I bet he will, yeah. (laughs) And and then on the flip side, what can Washington muster on offense? Because Haskins uh, got into a bit of a groove towards the end of the week one game. And they put up 27 points.
1: Yeah, and he didn't throw to Andy Golden
0: uh, uh, Oh Gandy Golden. Andy Golden. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.
1: Um I have area I have Arizona taking it though.
0: Same. Yeah. Ravens at Texans.
1: Dun dun dun
0: dun Long dun up. dun dun dun. Not yet. <laughs> oh man. All
1: right, all right. Sorry. I'm getting a little get a little antsy. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, on the Ravens' side, got Patrick Queen as my prover player. I uh, didn't mention him earlier. He had a uh, he had a pretty good debut, actually. actually uh, as did everybody on their defense against Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he had four tackles um, and a forced fumble. And we
1: could have had a field day against Baker Mayfield,
0: uh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but Queen took advantage.
1: When was the last time we played?
0: It was our our training camp, our two M training camp. I think back in 2017, right. <laughs>
1: Oh, actually, yeah, I guess that technically does count. I was like, no, that was like, what, junior year of high
0: school? Oh, high school, yeah, that that's the last time. Officially played, but I, I'm going to count our unofficial uh, training camp in the immaculate reception.
1: Still proud of that. I'm going to go down with that as my uh...
0: – Check my pinned, uh, our pinned tweet on, on Twitter. If you don't know what that is yet, you will be amazed. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I am picking the Ravens to win this one.
1: I, hands down, have Ravens 2-0, Texans 0-2. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins is sorely missing from that offense.
0: Yep. We'll see if Brandon Cooks comes back 100%. That might help things a little bit. But David Johnson was a stud. He looked very good. Uh, but I'm just as concerned about that Texans defense. I think the Ravens are probably going to put up another 30-plus point performance.
1: Mark Andrews.
0: Chiefs at Chargers rounding out the afternoon slate of games. Uh, not too much to discuss here, Chargers. Mike,
1: how do you feel about your Chargers in this I matchup?
0: feel not great, Matt. <laughs> Chiefs all the way.
1: Absolutely, hands down. Then things get interesting. They sure do. Really, the next two nights get interesting.
0: Yeah, great job um, putting the schedule together, uh, NFL peeps. These are good primetime games. We got Patriots at Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. This is going to be really, really fun. Because
1: fingers crossed, Chris Carson goes off again.
0: Yeah, it's we'll see. The Patriots probably have the better defense at this point. I mean, look what Atlanta and Matt Ryan just did against uh, against these Seahawks defenders. Uh, but the question is, can Russell Wilson keep it going against what was a very strong Patriots defense last year?
1: Given Russell Wilson's imp- improvisational skills and the fact that he's got Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, um, Chris Carson out of the backfield, I mean, they've got some great great offensive power, and I think we're going to see Wilson rush on, run a little bit more in this one because I think that seven's going to give that offensive line some trouble. Yeah. The uh, question for me becomes, what's that Seahawk defense going to do against Newton?
0: Right, that's got to be the focal point of their defensive game plan. Um, we just saw three receivers on the Falcons each go for 100-plus yards, so I think Nikhil Harry could actually be in line for a big game here, but I'm taking the Seahawks. How about you?
1: I have I have the Seahawks as well.
0: All right. going to be a fun one.
1: The next one could be interesting. I, I don't know. I think we're going to pick the same, but – this is a game that I really feel after the week one performance could go either way.
0: Yeah, Saints at Raiders, both one and no teams. Saints will be without Michael Thomas, which we'll see how much that changes things. It's Drew Brees. It's Drew Brees and it's that defense that looked pretty good against Brady and the Bucks.
1: So, I how often do we talk about the Saints defense?
0: Probably not as often as we should. Marshawn Lattimore is an absolute lockdown corner.
1: Gets a little hot-headed from time to time, but I like the kid. (laughs) Yes. Guess where he came from?
0: Oh, no. Is he another Ohio State guy? You know it. (laughs) And then on the Raiders' side, we'll see. Uh, Got to check the Rugs injury. I think that makes a pretty big difference, actually, to this offense. That
1: definitely limits the vertical game, but that means Hunter Renfro is going to have to step up. You still have Darren Waller, and then you have the incredible Josh Jacobs.
0: Yeah. I think so. it's going to be uh, competitive. I don't see the Saints blowing him out of the water, but I do have the Saints winning on the road.
1: I, I do as well, and Kiko Alonzo I don't think did anything last week. I don't even see his jersey on the field, <laughs> but it was more about the offenses in that game. I know I got, I didn't realize that I was supposed to be watching him until about halfway through because I was just excited to see Brady versus Breeze.
0: I think that's under, more than understandable, uh, and if he does play, i will have his hands full with the aforementioned Josh Jacobs.
1: Yeah, I see Jacobs running through him. I'm not too happy with my prove-it player. He's really not proving it
0: well he's proven the wrong thing
1: <laughs> i mean yeah i guess that's proven something
0: so that concludes the week two matchups a lot of fun stuff on the docket there and uh, now to a, a something
1: that i was ashamed for two years to even talk about
0: But for that? the first time in two years i feel okay about <laughs> are we about to get deep here
1: the fantasy corner well i really don't like the way that segue worked <laughs>
0: You don't have to be ashamed about your fantasy corner anymore. <laughs> don't you start. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, you <laughs> do not have to be ashamed because you actually won last year, despite the fact that the trophy is still in my possession. And we had a pretty close matchup in week one. Um, I was victorious, though, 97 to 93, approximately. Got strong performances from Brady and Dalvin Cook, uh, but Michael Thomas didn't do much, got hurt in that game. Hilton didn't do as much as I had hoped against that seemingly hapless Jacksonville defense, but maybe they're better than I gave him credit for. And then Marlon Mack was on his way to a big game too in that same contest until he unfortunately, tore his Achilles, which is also unfortunate for my season long.
1: The way I read this, you're like, Marlon Mack on his way to a big game until he tore his Achilles here, like he decided to just go to the side and he's like, you know what, I'm done with this year.
0: Just ripped it off.
1: (laughs) Just ripped it off. Um, (laughs) Amazingly, Jimmy G did pretty decently for me against that stout Arizona defense. Of course, my boy Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, absolute stud and john brown did a great thing
0: i was really um, impressed with because when you made that pick i was like oh john brown but Stephon diggs is there but but no they both got involved and brown scored a touchdown
1: well it did, it helps that i picked the day that josh allen just went off <laughs>
0: yes he did um
1: mark ingram surprisingly disappointed i really thought he'd have a better day with the way the baltimore offense was piling on points and once you get that big of a lead your general rule of thumb is to run the ball and burn the cut co- uh, burn the clock <laughs> Cup, disappointed. Mike, Mike, shut up.
0: Does this have anything to do with the fantasy corner?
1: <laughs> Cup is in the fantasy corner. Okay. Um, it clearly was the Robert Woods show for uh for the LA Rams. Yeah, and I'm happy for the Rams because they look like they're back in their groove. But from a fantasy perspective, I couldn't have been more disappointed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. But I'm hoping that as they begin to face stouter defenses, that Cup will get more of an opportunity in the slot. Yeah, and we should see his he, he should he should get better. Absolutely. Remember, it's week one.
0: Right. It's important not to overreact. <laughs> um. So that yes, yeah, so that was our Fanduel recap. I'm up one to zero. Uh, and season long, we both were victorious Woo and rolling into this week. Uh, let's talk about our fan duel for this week.
1: Do you have your players picked out, Michael?
0: I sure do. Matthew.
1: Are you ready for this stud of a roster? I was able to construct with my budget.
0: I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, but let me tell you about a few of my guys first.
1: I think they're on the board.
0: Yeah. you can just read it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll read you. Tell them.
0: Okay. Ronald Jones was only 5,900. Uh, I felt pretty good about that, given that he got most of the carries in week one, as a good matchup against Carolina. Um, I did write, if that continues, because Fournette did get in the game a little bit, and we'll see if their workload kind of evens out, but for now, it seems like Jones is the guy, and he's got a great matchup, and he was cheap in FanDuel, so picked him up, also starting Naheem Hines. As we mentioned, Mac decided to sit on the bench and just rip his Achilles off. (laughs) Therefore, he won't be playing this week. So uh, even before he got hurt, Naheem Hines was more involved than I think a lot of people expected. So given that Mac is gone, uh, it'll be Hines and Jonathan Taylor, and I think Hines will both get plenty of work. Um, And he has a good matchup, too, against... Minnesota, which I think is actually going to be uh, on the higher scoring side. Uh, and then our, we just mentioned him, and just despite Matt, I picked up Robert Woods too for my team. <laughs> he was sixty seven hundred, relatively cheap um, for a guy who had.
1: You are the biggest sack of crap.
0: It felt like ten targets or whatever he had. Um, like we mentioned, also he might get the Darius Slay treatment, but uh, we'll see. So those are some of my biggest values. I don't know if you want me to just go through the rest of the roster too.
1: We'll go position by position. You go, in and then I'll give you mine for the same position.
0: All right. At QB, I got Cam Newton,
1: Aaron Rodgers.
0: Okay, it's a good pick. Um, running back, got Ronald Jones, and then Ezekiel Elliott,
1: Raheem Mostert, and Ezekiel Elliott. Ah. <laughs> and then
0: receiver, Edelman, Woods, and Devontae Adams. Thielen, Lockett, and Metcalf fun fun those are good picks uh got hunter henry as my tight end dallas goddard <laughs> good move after what he did last week uh, and then i've got naheem hines in the flex
1: um i actually have evan ingram
0: okay a little bit Again. of a point in week one but he's typically a top eight tight end and then i've got the Titans defense
1: i've got the buffalo bills
0: that's a good pick all right so that'll be our week two fan duel coming for you Seasonal. will you
1: take you down in my fantasy corner oh god
0: no i don't want to go <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then just to take this hodgepodge you've ended i don't know what's going on here yeah go ahead. Uh, with the season-long updates we don't face each other so we can openly
0: speak yes
1: <laughs> um roster changes anything you've got going on with your roster
0: So I'm definitely starting Kareem Hunt after what I saw in terms of his usage in week one. Him and Chubb had basically a 50-50 split. If anything, it actually tipped towards Hunt's side more than Chubb. Uh, What I'm not sure how I feel about is both my starting running backs, uh, Joe Mixon is my other, and Kareem Hunt are in the Thursday night game. So I'll have a pretty good idea of how my week is going after Thursday. Um, And then my tight end strategy that I've talked about so much of taking two guys late. Is not going well so far. (laughs) Ysiki had like four points and Herndon had six in week one. And they both have tough matchups in week two. So a little bit of a conundrum there.
1: I mean, you know, I do have some things that, you know, you could could try to pick up here.
0: I was thinking about that because you got Mark Andrews and Goddard. We might need to talk off the air about this. How about (laughs) Um, you? Anything going on in your lineup?
1: Well, for me, I made the poor decision and wasted a pick on taking Jordan Howard, which looks like he's going to be a bust. Granted, let's not overreact in week one, but who was projected to be the lead three down back didn't do anything productive. Yeah. So I have officially benched him in in favor of Dallas Goddard, um, who is on par to potentially have a bigger year than Zach Ertz. And being the fact there's no wide receivers – Right.
0: <laughs> there literally are none.
1: <laughs> um, I feel pretty good about that. Um, but I do feel good about my my alternatives. I mean, I got Darius Slayton. C.D. Lamb had a good game. Corey Davis could be a potential sleeper.
0: Yeah, you got a strong bench.
1: Stronger than what I thought when I drafted. I really wasn't sure. Um, I am waiting for our commissioner to get done with the waiver wire so I can see if I picked up a potential player.
0: Check back at 3 in the morning tomorrow. That's when waivers run.
1: You are ridiculous. Um. <laughs> it's
0: the website. Um, anyway, just in terms of free agents, uh, I did place a few bids. I'm not going to tell you on who, but here are just some of the players that are the most interesting. Um, Malcolm Brown uh, is on the Rams running back. He was clearly the lead back, which is very sad for my Cam makers. <laughs> we'll see if that changes over the course of the season uh and then naheem hines these are these guys are both already owned in our league so this isn't for us actually i don't know who this is for because waivers will have run by the time the episode is released but check if he's out there in your league after waivers never know Oh, that's true
1: so i can absolutely i can absolutely tell you who's on my wires because nobody's gonna listen to this it's only us two
0: well but what if i want to go in and outbid you
1: (laughs) dude i will put all hundred dollars on this (laughs) all right who are you getting um, I actually have a waiver claim out for for Quinton
0: I do not know who that is.
1: He was a major target for Detroit. Okay. He's a rookie rookie receiver for Detroit who got as many targets as um, Marvin Jones did. Wow. Um, so I've kind of excited. I've kind of I'm going to replace. Uh, bryce love with another wide receiver because i feel like i need some more wide receiver depth
0: yeah he was unfortunately an active healthy scratch in week one so it doesn't look like he's going to be making an impact anytime soon
1: and i feel i feel good about that release and then you know i've I potentially if anything else i got some trade bait for people
0: mm-hmm. i'll be of course dropping marlon mack since he's out for the season what? um <laughs> Um, I'm interested in LaVisca Chenault on the Jaguars. He's their number two. It looks like he's a rookie, uh, scored a touchdown week one. And then also Russell Gage, who is the Falcons third receiver. It won't happen every week, but when, when Ryan throws for that many yards, (laughs) like we mentioned before, uh, everyone gets a piece of the action, right? Gage included had over a hundred in week one. So
1: I find it funny. We both went for a wide receiver.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I, I need a running back, but there's nothing. There are no running backs on the way. I'm give board.
1: you Jordan Howard.
0: Eh, I'll give you a sack of potatoes for him. <laughs> hey, I could use those. I actually don't have one, so <laughs> I'm not of that. And then, uh, as my tight end situation is not great, uh, there are a couple guys that I'm just going to keep an eye on. and I'm not going to place any bids, but maybe I'll pick one of these guys up if they clear waivers. Uh, John o. Smith scored a touchdown, as did Logan Thomas and Jimmy Graham.
1: Brand could be interesting. He was washed up, in my opinion, in Green Bay.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it looks
1: like he could be a Trubitsky favorable target.
0: I think he had – yeah, I think he had seven targets in that game. Uh, could have had two touchdowns, but one of them was a bad pass by Mitch. So we'll see. He could be heavily involved there.
1: Um, so do you think you're going to win this week, Mike?
0: Uh, no, actually. I don't feel great. I, I've got some tough matchups here. I guess we'll see. I'm against Kevin in our league, and uh, we actually have a bet that if I beat him, he has to, he will be our first guest on the show. <laughs> so here's, Really? he's hoping that I do uh, pull off the victory, and then we can interview Kevin.
1: Mike, so after this airs starting tomorrow, we have to start talking your roster strategy.
0: I could use your help.
1: <laughs> I didn't become a guru overnight, just FYI. I just had some really lucky picks in our dynasty, and I had a really good draft this year.
0: Yeah, you sure did. All right, well, that brings us to the bottom of our incredibly long notes document. We are officially out of the fantasy corner.
1: I'm absolutely out of memory space on my computer, and the RAM is so slow right now. I have no processing power after 400 pages of notes.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a good place to end it, then.
1: Mike, I wish you the best slash worst of luck this
0: week. Same to you as always.
1: I want the best of luck for us because we co-run a Dynasty League. I want you to win your 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 season-long matchup. However, I'm coming for you, and I'm crushing you this week in FanDuel. <laughs> I will see you listeners next week, same place, same time. And, Mike, I may s- or may not see you in the fantasy corner. <laughs>
0: enjoy week two, guys. See you next time. We hope you enjoy
1: listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.